There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. We may never truly know how dangerous a person is and how much damage they are capable of committing. On April 23, 2018, a man who never raised any red flags drove up on the sidewalk and took the lives of 10 complete strangers. A man who, as far as anyone knew, was completely harmless. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. At around 1.25 p.m. on April 23, 2018, calls came in to Toronto's 911 dispatchers claiming that a van had driven by and collided with a number of pedestrians. According to the reports, a white Chevrolet Express van, later revealed to have been rented by a local rider business, had run a red light on Finch Avenue and was driving southbound on a sidewalk that ran through Yonge Street and through the North York City Center Business District. After hitting several pedestrians over the course of just a few blocks, the van's driver was forced to re-enter the roadway due to the narrowness of the sidewalk. But as soon as he entered Park Home Avenue, drove back up on the sidewalk and continued his deadly journey. Paramedics were rushed to the scene where they were greeted with the bodies of nine individuals who died at the scene and 16 more in critical condition. While they assessed the damage and loaded up as many victims as they could into ambulances, TPS Constable Ken Lamb, with no backup, made moves to intercept the, by now thoroughly damaged van, as it stopped just west of Yonge Street. Constable Lamb parked near the van and confronted the driver, a man named Alec Manassian, who had exited the vehicle and was standing near the passenger side door. Throughout their confrontation, Alec kept reaching into his back pocket and pointed a dark-colored object towards the officer as if it was a pistol. He, of course, ordered Alec to drop the weapon to the ground, but instead of complying, Alec kept provoking the constable and demanding that he be shot in the head. It was at this point that the constable shut off his sirens and began approaching the deadly driver. When he did, he noticed that the item in his hand was not a weapon, and in an effort to avoid any unnecessary lethal force, holstered his pistol and exchanged it for his baton. Alec responded by dropping the item and surrendering to Constable Lamb. His official arrest took place just seven minutes after the first calls to 911 were made. Less than seven hours later, police announced that a 10th victim had died while in the hospital and that the Toronto van attack, as this rampage would soon be named, was dubbed the deadliest vehicle ramming attack in Canadian history. Desperate to understand why Alec Manassian went on his rampage, Police, after realizing he had absolutely no criminal history, started looking into his personal life for any clues. Both of Alec's parents moved from their home country, his father in Armenia and his mother from Iran, to Canada for jobs in tech. And according to Alec's LinkedIn profile, he was a student at the Seneca College in North York from 2011 to 2018 and was living in Richmond Hill. He attended public schools throughout his childhood, was in special education classes for what his mother would later say was Asperger's syndrome, and became a software and mobile app developer at a very young age, while classmates described him as, quote, not overly social, but completely harmless. 
Prior to his rampage, Alec had, in late 2017, enrolled in the Canadian Armed Forces. However, after just two months of serving, requested a voluntary release after just 16 days of recruit training. According to his superiors, he wasn't adapting to military life, but showed no signs of a deeper, more dangerous issue. With no glaring red flags to give an MO, people started to do a little more digging and found a Facebook post in which Alec identified himself as an incel or involuntary celibate that was posted that was posted shortly before the attacks. One in which he is quoted, we will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys, nicknames given to popular, attractive and sexually active men and women. The incel rebellion has been the subject of a handful of violent and deadly attacks over the years. And according to sources, Alec had been in contact with Elliot Roger, the man behind the 2014 Isla Vista murders in California, just days before Elliot's attack. A man whom Alec seemed to idolize. From what they can tell, investigators characterized the van attacks as an act of revenge for Alec's perceived sexual and social rejection, which, given the fact that eight out of 10 victims were women, seemed to make sense of his actions. While all of this was happening, memorials were taking place all over the local area to honor the victims who lost their lives and support the families of those who were affected. By December of 2018, over $4 million had been raised to help the victims of both the Toronto van attacks and the Danforth shooting that took place in July of the same year. On April 24, 2018, Alec Manassian appeared before the Ontario Court of Justice without a lawyer and was charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder and 13 counts of attempted first-degree murder. His father's sobs could be heard throughout the reading of his charges. On May 10th, three more counts of attempted murder were added, bringing the total to 16, and he retained the help of defense lawyer Boris Bytensky, who would defend him when his February 2020 trial came up. However, like most trials for this time, COVID-19 continually postponed the event until finally it began via Zoom on November 10th, 2020. Alec Manassian, when his trial began, pleaded not criminally responsible for all 26 counts against him. And during testimony, a psychiatrist from the defense stated that Alec's, quote, autistic way of thinking was distorted in a way that was comparable to psychosis. Therefore, even though he was not technically diagnosed as psychotic, his actions were similar enough that he should not be held criminally responsible. Basically saying that because he could not understand the thoughts, feelings, and desires of others, he did not and could not comprehend the magnitude of the decisions he made that day in 2018. The prosecution, however, did not agree with this diagnosis and said that Alex's actions were not only unjustifiable, but were committed with the sole purpose of cementing his name in history as an infamous mass murderer. On March 3, 2021, Alec Manassian was found guilty of all charges against him, which carries an automatic 10 life sentences. However, instead of sentencing him immediately after his conviction, the judge in his case deferred the sentencing until 2022 to await the decision by the Supreme Court of Canada on the appeal that would decide whether prisoners can be made to serve murder sentences consecutively. As of the moment this episode is being recorded, there is no decision being made on his sentence. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on April 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. 
If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.